how do you become one as one worship team, as one church? This is the Worship Team Training Podcast. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey, university worship teams, leaders and friends, what is up? It is so great to be back with you. How are you? How is everybody in your worship ministries, your worship leading here in 2019? Man, Brandon Dempsey here. I'm so excited to be back with you. It's been way too long, way too long. And uh, we just want to say a big thanks for those of you who have stayed connected with us. We appreciate all the emails and messages. Uh, Big hats off, of course, to uh, Barry Westman and Michelle Stokely for keeping the train moving down the tracks here. And we got a lot of new stuff happening here at Worship Team Training and Worship Team Training University. For 2019. So we just say uh, we're, we're excited that you have subscribed to this podcast, uh, that you are a member here at the university. And uh, there's a lot of things that are taking place this year that we're excited about. Uh, one of the new things that if you may be wondering, well, Brandon, where have you been all this time? Uh, for you members who have known, and those of you who listened to the last podcast, which was like uh, probably 20 years ago or something, we have relocated here to Austin, Texas. So we have a new set design. And as you're seeing, if you're a member, you are watching the video right now. And if you're listening to this by playback audio, either you're a member for a university program, you get our podcast, or uh, you're listening to the free live podcast with everybody else. And uh, you're hearing this. So we thank you guys for subscribing once again. And yes, we made the plunge into Austin, Texas. And man, let me tell you, it is just amazing. I mean, it's like the California comes to Texas kind of thing. And uh, all of Texas is beautiful. Austin is just another unique, special place, and we have a very great, special church, Upwards Church, here in Austin, Texas. And uh, man, big shout out to all of our Upwards who are also members in our our university program as well. And so it's just exciting to minister abroad, minister locally. Uh, Man, coming down the tracks here for our workshops, if you've been paying attention on our worshipteentraining.com site. That, by the way, is going to be updated soon, and we're putting more traveling dates coming up. we got Virginia coming up. we got some other states coming up as well. Uh, so be sure to go to worshipteentraining.com slash workshops to find out how you can get a customized private workshop that comes right to your church. So let's move on. We have this coming up. You can catch, as I, I mentioned, our website already. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, that's at WorshipTT. And also you can follow our Bible highlights on Version. that's Worship Team Training, to search that name and Brandon Dempsey, and we'll come right up. Uh, be sure also when you go to WorshipTeamTraining.com to sign up on the homepage, uh, the pop-up, for our newsletter that hits your inbox every Monday. So that is for non-members and members. Members get a separate email, and they get little exclusive things. So you really want to check that out to become a member of our university program. So now we are brand new. So this is what we're doing. Every Monday, we are uploading these worship Bible studies and podcasts that are uh, simulcast. And what will happen at the very end we will um, end the public broadcast, and afterwards, for members who are watching us by video, get a corresponding music instructional video by yours truly or by a featured guest focusing on anything from worship leading vocals to instrumental techniques. Uh, don't forget also, members, we still have our Thursday training videos for you and unlimited webinars that we do monthly. Plus, our new training tracks courses that are going to begin soon, this spring, and our brand new Power Train music instructional videos. 
getting that back on the rails. So we're very excited about that, and uh, we hope that you join us. So members, be sure to get the training for this week. We have Jeff Dio. Man, it was a fantastic, awesome time that we have with Jeff talking about the unity and quality, really, quality of worship and his new book. So you want to make sure that you catch that broadcast coming up uh, this Thursday. And also, if you're not a member, this is another good reason for you to become one because you get to see great guests like Jeff Dio. We also have uh, coming up Bob Coughlin, and we have a bunch of other guests that are waiting to be here, and we are waiting for them to come so you don't want to miss anything. Uh, so also, the uh, the powertrain videos that I talked about, uh, we used to call them the daily train. Now we're calling them powertrain. Uh, they're quick 5-10 minute video doses, dosages, let's say of instructional content. And so if you remember, watch out, you'll get the notifications by either email or by the Facebook group private page. So yes, um, when you become a member, uh, you get inclusive groups that you can belong in as well. So if you want to learn more about becoming a worship team training member, please go to wttu.co slash enroll. wttu.co slash enroll. All right, let's get right to it, shall we? We are doing both the Bible study and the Word of the Week. And so for you members, we're going to take this a bit deeper uh, once this, the main broadcast is over, and we'll continue in a second video. But we want to talk about the number one, or the concept of one. That is the Word of the Week, and what we're going to be studying today here on our Bible study. So if you look at our definition here that's just found in the Apple uh, Dictionary, uh, basically the number one definition is the lowest cardinal number, half of two. I <laughs> didn't expect that. Uh, there's only one room for one person. Uh, it's a single person or thing viewed taking place of a group. Uh, single, just as opposed to any more or to none at all. Uh, denoting, one could be denoting a particular item or a pair of number of items. And so biblically, when we look at the word one, uh, we find our biblical references coming from Ephesians 4, 5, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Uh, one of my personal favorites comes from John 17, 21. This is Jesus talking, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. Again, Jesus is praying in the garden here in Gethsemane. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. So I love those words. I love the fact that Jesus himself prays for us to become one. So one question that I have that I start at the very top of the broadcast is how do you become one in your church when maybe you feel things are disconnected or disunified? So that's our question for today. How do you become one as one worship team, as one church? Now, I speak to a lot of different worship teams, a lot of worship leaders and pastors who email us, they call. One in particular last week mentioned that they had trouble just within the communication of their team, and things were getting really jerky with the relationships and the power struggles. And uh, they were telling me that, you know, Brandon, Sundays, it's just a nightmare. And so they called us to see if we can come in to do a workshop at their church. 
this is one of the things that we do besides mentoring and also the university program, as you already know. I've already mentioned that. But just letting you know that we get this all the time. And it's funny that a thing like relationships and disunity can really wreck the destination or journey, rather, of your worship. The destination, of course, is the Father. The Father's already with us, but the journey is step-by-step step with one another. So we're going to talk more about that. And I mentioned already about Ephesians because Ephesians 4, 2 through 3, Ephesians chapter 4 itself um, is, is one of those facets that talks about the uniqueness of being one. Um, also, what I also want to share with you is Psalm 133, and I'm going to jump into that in just a second. But... Right here in our study, if you remember, you're, you're already reading from the book, The Journey of the Worshipper. We're on page 66, by the way. And if you're interested in getting a copy of this book, all you need to do is uh, either, if you're a member, you just go to the store and download The Journey of a Worshipper because it's free to you. And also you get this on our Facebook groups as well. If you don't have one, please email us, info at wttu.co. Or message us from somewhere and we'll get it to you. We'll verify your membership first and make sure that you know, you're know you all well, good and legal and everything. Uh, but if you're not a member, you can still pick up the same book by going to wttu.co slash shop. And you can find the journey of a worshiper. We're on page 66. So worshiping together in unity can be difficult. That's what we just got through uh, talking about. What's it like in your church? Do you find that in your church... It is as unified as you would pray for, or maybe as you hoped for. Maybe you're a new worship leader, and you're finding out what does this leading worship thing all mean. And I'm just getting into songs, and I have no idea about what people are doing. Maybe you're a worship leader or a volunteer on the team. You've been doing this for a little while, or quite a while. And you are realizing that things are not jiving within your people. And you want to accomplish great things in your church and lead great worship, great music and all that. That's great. But what about the relationships, even not just the church, but among your team? In my experience, I think about how it just takes one person to wreck what God is trying to do. And that's something that we have to be careful of. That We need to safeguard because it's biblical. Uh, the deal is this. God gave us each unique ideas, gifts, thoughts, and opinions. Okay? So with that being said, don't be afraid about if, if some of the disunity comes down to disagreements. Well, and usually they are, right? But what are those disagreements? Because if you, know, you have healthy disagreements, you have unhealthy disagreements. The healthy disagreements would be things like, well, I'm not too fond of the song. Now, that may shock some of you because I've heard this through worship leaders all over. Well, they don't like the song. Maybe they're not, just not as holy enough, or maybe they, they don't read their Bible enough because if they did, they would like the song. Well, is that really true? Um, think about the different radio presets that you have in your car or the different play sets that you already have on Spotify. Aren't they different from somebody else's? Well, of course they are. Each of us are different. Now, that's just an example of a healthy disagreement. Another unhe another healthy, sorry, another healthy disagreement would be, well, I don't like the way that they're playing. Well, okay, big deal. Um, maybe the sound of their voice is uh, just not as right as what this 
voice that I'm used I'm used to singing with. Well, that's fine. Um, but what becomes unhealthy is when we start forming these opinions that are like no longer opinions anymore, but judgments. Well, I don't like that voice because I don't like that person. Or I don't like that voice because they don't sing well enough. Or I don't like the song because this person is trying to do this in the song, and I don't like it. Maybe they're showing off, whatever it may be. That's where it becomes unhealthy. Another unhealthy thing could be, well, maybe a disagreement or an argument broke out before worship last week or something uh, got misconstrued in an email. I mean, you know, I tell my team members all the time, hey, really make sure that you read the email. And I also follow up with the emails to say, hey, you know, did, did I say everything correctly when I spoke through message? Because sometimes you can't really read the emotion, the tone of a person, just like it is here. Uh, you're hearing me or seeing me uh, visually or uh, by audio, and you can hear the ups and downs of my voice. Well, and of course, in the email, you can't do that. Um, praise the Lord that God hears our up and ups and downs no matter what, and he's never uh, misconstrued. But disagreements are going to happen with your team and the thing that i say is embrace them and allow them to happen but you as the leader or the volunteer or the pastor have to learn how to channel those disagreements and how to balance the team and what becomes healthy and unhealthy what i do is if i see something that is becoming unhealthy i will take that person or situation to the side and say hey what's going on what seems to be the problem if it's a healthy disagreement like they're doing mic checks or whatever and somebody's talking over another i'll stop the group and say okay hey let's take a five minute or one minute timeout for a second let's address the audio let's address the guitarist or the drummer whatever and then break that down uh the deal is is that if you are a leader or you're in that leadership position of whatever capacity god is giving you that authority to make the call and when you find disagreements that happen you have to learn to guide them in the right way and it's not being a dictator it's not saying don't do this or don't do that it's more of a guiding the conversation and not letting uh, others dictate what should be happening within your direction does that make sense so uh, you know jesus had that all the time and when you read this through the book you know i, I talk about here that uh, in worship, this could really rip things apart, the disagreements part. And, you know, how do you as a church, filled with differing opinions, worship together in harmony? And it goes on to say that the church body isn't made up of brick and cement. I mean, we are the body of Christ, His church. And so the people is made up of flesh and that gets bruised easily and feelings that get hurt. So you got to have the soft side as much as the leadership side. And a good leader is one that does, I would say, more listening. A good leader is someone who takes into account into the account of what else is being spoken, heard, questioned. Not all questions are bad. I have worship leaders that say, yeah, but Brandon, this person just keeps asking question after question. It's almost like either they're trying to make me mad or I'm just annoyed. And I'll say, well, they're probably getting mad because you're annoyed. <laughs> you know, I mean, the deal is there's nothing wrong with questions unless it's someone's trying to confront 
and they're trying to be a problem. But what I find is that when you look deep into the heart of your team, they just really want to know what's going on. But that's where the conflict in this church begins to happen because what one person uh, says, another person means it differently. And so conflict within a church requires a holy intervention. And number one, that's prayer. Number one, that's uh, you stepping in just as Jesus had prayed as we started the scripture verse from the very top. Lord, I pray that they would be one in us. You know, I pray that prayer for our worship team. Lord, I pray that we would all be one. Lord, I pray that as we worship together, that we are unified in Christ. Because those disagreements are going to happen, but conflict, no matter what, it can. And this is how you have to look at conflict. Don't look at it as a pothole. Don't look at it as a negative, but look at it as an opportunity to grow and to mature. So a a lot, I know, when when I first started leading worship, I used to have people, you know, people, other pastors say, well, if you have a lot of conflict, then you got a lot of problems. And that, you know, that has to do with you. That's your fault. Well, it could be, but not necessarily is that all the time. And is that the case? Simply, I look at it as you're going to have conflict no matter what. No matter who you are, no matter what you do, you are going to have conflict. And I think that's something that, again, I say the word embrace, because when we talk about the word one, you know, being one with an, uh, with one another, it's it's more of a being one in prayer, uh, being one walking in spirit. I look at my, my wife and I, my children and I, I consider us as one, but do we have disagreements? Do we have other opinions? Well, sure we do. But you, the thing is, you can't just throw everything out and it's an all or nothing thing. Like, well, just because, you know, my boy doesn't like green beans, doesn't like my cooking. Or if my wife and I can't agree on a TV show, she just doesn't like watching TV with me. No, that's so, so far from the truth. It's more of a, well, how can I get to know my wife better to understand what TV shows she likes? Because maybe if I don't like it, but if she does... What if I spend more time listening to her and finding out what it's about, finding out her interests and honoring her? You know what? There's been a lot of times I've found myself watching some of the shows that I'd never liked before, but because I got to understand my wife better, I had more of an appreciation. The same thing with our boys. You know, well, why don't you like this or that? Same thing with our worship teams. You know, why does a guitarist like to only play in this one key? Because they don't like using capos. That's a joke. But why is it that the drummer always chooses to do this fill instead of, instead of the other? Um, why does the vocalist that I have always sing with this harmony and not the other one? Well, that's an opportunity. It's not a conflict. It's an opportunity for you to get to know why do they sing that note? Why do they always play that one drum fill? You know, instead of complaining about it, do something about it. Engage with it. That's just my two cents here. So let's move on. I know that's a lot. Um, Ephesians 4.10. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, 4.2. Forgive me. Ephesians 4.2. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. That's what it's about. It's about coming along beside each of your people and saying, hey, you know, what, what is it here that um, I need to know 
what is it that I can help you with? I mean, bear with them in love. Don't grow impatient. Grow in love. I mean, this is something that our worship team training university members know, that love in leading your team trumps all. It triumphs over everything. And when you learn how to look at the drummer and the bass player, and no matter what may be happening in that pocket, um, it's going to work out as long as you learn how to work with them. The same thing with people in your church. That's another can of worms, isn't it? People that come to you after the service. Well, why didn't you do it this way? Or why didn't we sing a hymn? Huh? That's another one. Why is this or that? They, you know, your pastor could come to you with those things. Well, instead of looking at it as a negative, do what Paul said as he urged the early churches. He said to make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit. That comes from Ephesians 4.3. Remain peaceful with one another, not challenging. So when your pastor comes to you and says, well, hey, why didn't you choose that song? Or when your church member says, well, why didn't we sing that hymn? Well, just answer the question and just say, you know, well, pastor, I chose the song based upon this because of what was being spoken here. Or church member, you're right, we didn't sing a hymn today. And so ask them the question, what hymn would you like to sing? I mean, seriously. Now, you think I may be joking or being a little bit too um, sarcastic. And no, I'm not. Simply, when you are engaging with your team or with your church, I find it more healthy just to ask questions back. Well, tell me why you don't like that song. Tell me why you like that hymn and you want to sing it. So I, I believe this, and I'm moving on to page 67, guys, if you're members, if you're following, that when we work together, I mean, we're, we're, we are all to equip one another, and we're all equipped differently as the body of Christ. That's what Ephesians 4.12 tells us. Um, but we are to build up his church. That's the difference. We're not to bring down the church, build it up. So when we work together, it's so that the body of Christ may be built up we will all reach the unity of faith and knowledge in the Son of God, the become mature. That comes from Ephesians 4.13. God is working through every person in a unique way. And a lot of the times you have to let those uniqueness uniquenesses come out, but in a healthy way. Uh, man, I have so many stories that I could share, um, but... I'm going to protect a lot of people because I don't want them. They know, they would know I would speak. The thing is this: uh, you have people within your team that want things a certain way, and that's great. There's no problem with that. But it's all about maturing. And I've had guitar players that would stand up and just say, "Well, I just don't like the way that we play this song." Okay. That's a point of opportunity. So my response would be, okay, how would you leave the song? I mean, just ask the question. I'm not – it's not being rude, but ask them. Okay, what's your idea? If, if you don't like the way the song is being done, can you give us another idea of how it could be done? What – do you have an idea of an inspiration from something else? I mean, you, you want to be open with your team because worship leader, you're not the one who has it all down. You're not the one who's got it all figured out. You're not the one who's got – you're not the man or woman with the plan, okay? Uh, God is the one who's got the plans, and he responds, right? So many times when I'm in rehearsal, 
sometimes I, I think my team wonders why I ask them so many questions because maybe they think I don't know, but I do. And when we're playing through a song, I'll stop and say, you know what? Okay, John, you know, who plays drums, tell us, you know, how could how could that intro be better? Or I'll ask Josh, or I'll ask our bassist, Jimmy, or I'll ask our uh, other guitar players, you know, John, hey, tell us, you know, what could be done differently? Or how would you like to end the song? I'll, t- I'll speak to our vocalist, you know, uh, Nikki, Sasha, uh, Faye, what would you suggest with the harmony structure? I mean, the thing is, you, you, you want to have a give and take there because I find that when you do that, every time, instead of it being separated like you're the leader and they're the team, no, you're coming together as one team. But that doesn't mean that you're one team and the one person speaks for all either because I know a lot of churches will say, well, yeah, we have a good team. I mean, yeah, we, we talk to one another, and yeah, we're one. Well, not if you have the one keyboardist or the one singer in that team that's always calling the shots. That's not being one, okay? Being one is being collaborative. It's opening up uh, the floor to level the playing field. So this is what I wanted to um, read to you. Psalms 133. I'm, I'm reading from here from the NIV. Uh, I love it. Psalms 133, how good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. How good. I mean, think about the things that are good uh, with the Holy Spirit, uh, God's Word, uh, God's presence, right? Uh, how pleasant. Well, what's pleasant? Uh, the peace of God, the, the relationships we have with one another. And you may be thinking, yeah, but Brandon... Um, it may be kind of good, but it's not kind of pleasant within our church. Well, why did God put you there then? Because maybe that's a season that you're in right now where God wants you to find it good. Maybe God wants you to explore more of the pleasantness. Yes, even in the thick of weeds. Yes, even in the dirt and in the mud. Because when you think about it, that's Jesus. Jesus got his hands dirty. I mean, when you think about it, he had disciples that complain, the Sadducees that are on his back. The commoners, the people that were just, you know, calling out his name, yelling at him to die. I mean, think about it. Jesus was faced with every kind of confrontation beyond what we can think within our day. And, and we, we walk away with, oh, I had to sit in traffic, or this person cut me off, or this at work happened. Yeah, those are real things, and, and yeah, they can be frustrating. But compare that to the life that Jesus all of our lives that Jesus died for. Uh, there's no comparison. So when we have to complain about, you know, somebody uh, else within our day or some circumstance that happened, that can't hold a candle to what our Lord experienced. Bringing you and I to be one just as he prayed that we would be one through the Father, the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, because of the cross. That is the reason and that is our hope. That is why we have access to God through Jesus Christ. And this, my friends, is what we need to be leading about, preaching about, comforting our teams about as we lead worship. Because remember, you're not just leading worship for yourself. You're leading worship for the church. You're leading worship for others. So, uh, friends, I just want to point out to you a couple of things. If you're interested in learning more about what we do here at Worship Team Training in the university, hit us up. Go visit our website, worshipteentraining.com and our university 
wttu.co. So within this podcast, within this video, members and friends, let me just ask you, um, and I thank you for joining us. Uh, do you agree with what was said? Did you d- disagree at some point? Uh, have have I helped open your eyes to something? Or um, maybe am I not seeing something right within myself? Well, well, hit me up and you can PM me through our website um, or even at WorshipTT. Uh, that's our Worship Team Training Twitter or even our uh, Facebook page at Worship Team Training. Uh, of course, at our email. Uh, you can email me anytime, and that's Brandon, B-R-A-N-O-N, at worshipteamtraining.com. So be sure to do that. And members, we thank you for your faithfulness and being connected with us. Uh, remember, don't forget this Thursday, we have Jeff Dia, that interview. Man, it's just fantastic as we talk about the quality of worship. So, guys, thanks so much for joining us today, and we hope that you uh, are encouraged by this podcast and that this was refreshing for you. And I humbly ask, uh, as you're listening and you're cruising by iTunes or iHeartRadio, I ask, would you humbly give us a five-star rating? Uh, Better yet, share this podcast with a friend. Uh, We hope that you're encouraged by this Bible study and Word of the Week as you're transformed for the leading of worship. And remember, friends, you don't need to be perfect, just like God transformed the way that you live life and the way that you lead worship. Love you and see you soon. This has been a Worship Team Training Broadcast and Digital Production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com.